Hey guys, welcome back to Defining Truth Podcast, episode seven. We have an interesting lineup that Brandon's going to go through in a minute. But first, if you don't already and you like what we're saying, give us a subscribe on any platform or all platforms for that matter where you listen. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube if you want to watch. And subscribing really helps show your support uh, to keep this deal going. So Defining Truth, check us out on Instagram as well. Bunch of stuff to talk about today. News is news. Uh, Brandon, why don't you run us through what we're going over? Yeah, we're going to talk about Riley Gaines, the former college swimmer that was uh, <clears throat> assaulted at an event. Talk about uh, Bud Light going woke. The mm. uh, Tennessee bill, or excuse me, the Tennessee budget amendment to fund armed guards at every school. Imagine that. And uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up with uh, Ted Cruz's comments on what he thinks about Mayorkas and the job he's doing down at the border. All right. Let's get it. Do we have a, we have a video of uh, the Riley Gaines incident? Yep. So as we go into this here, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see the video. If not, you can listen. But Riley Gaines is a former college swimmer, I believe University of Kentucky. And uh, since... Um, some recent events, she's taken a real hard stance on, you know, not allowing transgender athletes to compete. She says it's unfair to uh, the female competitors, which, of course, it is. It's common sense. And she was on the campus of San Francisco State University uh, giving a talk, which is her First Amendment right to speak. And she was violently assaulted by these left-wing crazies who don't want to hear any dissenting political opinions. Um, and it's actually a lot worse than a lot of the mainstream media is uh, covering. Uh, she was punched in the face several times. They held her hostage in a room, essentially, demanding payment for her safe exit. She was in a room for three hours. Um, and, of course, if you want to hear more about Riley Gaines, go ahead and look her up on you know social media. You can follow the story online. But uh, we're going to show you a clip right now. This is after things have gotten violent. And she's being escorted away through a hallway. Uh, so that's the scenario here. <clears throat> Former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines was ambushed by trans activists after delivering a speech on saving women's sports at San Francisco State University. She's a 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer, and she swam against Leah Thomas. Riley was on the phone with her husband, Louie Barker, while she was barricaded. They both join us now. Welcome to both of you. Riley, I'll start with you. Why were you barricaded, and what happened to the people who assaulted you? Um, well, first of all, nothing has happened to the people who assaulted me. The campus police did nothing. The student or the dean of students was there and did nothing. There will be no repercussions unless I have something to do with it. Um, I will be pursuing legal action. These people need to face repercussions. Um, and I was barricaded because after my speech, um, an ambush of people entered into the classroom, turned off the lights. They attacked me. Um, I got escorted out of the room and immediately pushed into that room that we saw on the video, and I was trapped in there for three hours. Yeah. All right. It's just <clears throat> so that, that, that interview goes on, but um, you get the gist of it. 
Uh, we've seen this all over the country. This is nothing new. Violent, extreme left-wing ideology in this country has reached uh, this country has reached a new level, and uh, it's getting physical, really all over the place. Um, <clears throat> if you notice, they're chanting in the background as they're violently attacking her. Trans rights are human rights. Okay, let's be clear here as to what rights they're talking about. What, what they're what they're what they're talking about is of course, you have the right to do whatever you want in this country. Okay, let's just put that out there. What they're talking about is they want a dude to be able to compete against girls in sports. And, and beyond just competing, you know, they want you as a young female to have no right whatsoever in your locker room, in, in uh, privacy, right? You, you should not have the ability, this is according to them, to say, maybe I don't want to see male genitalia in the locker room. No, that makes you a transphobe, right? And not only that, but it's crushing women's sports all over the place, right? You look at that dude, uh, what's his name? Uh, Liam Thomas or whatever. Yeah, it's a dude. Yeah, so, you know, that guy was dead last in swimming against men, and then he decides one day to switch over and swim against girls, and now, you know, he's being celebrated um, for being a trans swimmer, which is ridiculous in and of itself. This is common sense, guys. And we've talked about this in length, but remember, if you're listening out there, never, ever forget this. They do not care about these marginalized groups. They're using them for political reform. This is Marxism. This is class warfare. It's just beyond rich and poor. It's any which way that they can divide people. Uh, to, to make things work and to wrap up this, this uh, section here, because you, you can follow this as it develops, but uh, Riley Gaines actually reacted to a statement. San Francisco State, uh, the school, responded to this whole incident, and this is what they said. And, of course, you know, it's like they're, they're getting fed the Communist Party propaganda. They said, uh, this is the school, praise students for, quote, peaceful protest after Riley Gaines was violently attacked and forced to hide inside a room when trans rights protesters stormed her speech about women's sports. Peaceful protest. They did the same thing during uh, leftist insanity riots throughout the country when they burned half of America to the ground and, you know, mainstream media called the riots mostly peaceful. Or I mean, the Charlie is, Kirk event that we talked about a few weeks ago. <clears throat> right. Uh, extreme violent leftists crashed through the front doors at a Charlie Kirk event also on a, on a campus. I mean, look... It, just go ahead and, you know, for, for anyone out there who, who doesn't see my point, do your own digging into history and you tell me who are the ones who violently suppress speech and political dissidents, right? I mean, this is the point where a young woman, college athlete, can't even give a speech, can't even give her opinion without being violently assaulted and is virtually supported by everyone on the left. Absolutely insane. But I'm sure there's more to come on that story. Um, absolutely wild. Uh, next up is, uh, along the lines of crazy insanity. Uh, some of you, whether you like Bud Light or not, this has been an interesting, uh, culture topic here. Um, so let me give you some background. Okay. So Bud Light puts, uh, again, this is part of this trans hysteria sweeping America right now. Uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. Okay, so this is a dude that had, you know, mutilation surgery, removed uh, his genitals, I'm, I'm assuming, and, you know, takes all this drugs and stuff to look more like a female, still totally looks like a dude. And everyone is blasting him all over everything, right? Companies are, uh, Nike, I heard, now is, is, you know, putting him as the face of women. I mean, how offensive this is to women is just mind blowing. Where are the feminists, you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, in an in, in idiotic move of the year, Bud Light, puts this guy's face on their can 
and has received, you know, incredible backlash. Uh, last I tracked, as of yesterday, they've lost about $4 billion in shareholder value. Um, but what we want to highlight is, let's go a little bit deeper here into the ideology of what this whole trans-woke movement is. And again, as we repeatedly try to put out here, this is, this is Marxism, right? This is, this is enemies of the United States versus America. And it's just bleeding out into different you know, outlets. The trans movement is just one outlet of all this Marxist nonsense. And I want you to listen to this. This is the, uh, Brandon, what's, what's her, t- she's the VP of communications for, communications Bud, Light. for Bud Light. This is a, this is a woman who clearly has come out of, you know, some woke college or university. And she's just, listen, listen to this. I'm going to break it down word by word as she goes through this, but this is her response to why she did the Dylan Mulvaney thing on a, on a Bud Light can. And I want you to pay attention to the party propaganda here. Go ahead, roll it. A clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. Okay, she had a clear job to do when she took over Bud Light. That was her speaking. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see her. Her clear job, by the way, it, this is economics here. We're talking in a, in a business sense. Her job is to make the company profitable. Okay, so let's hear how she, in her woke mind, thinks that she's doing her job. Go ahead. Was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So okay. Okay. So, so that's her clear job, right? The company is like, okay, you're the vice president of communications. You make, you know, 250 to half a million dollars a year. And your job is to get this brand out there, get new customers, right? Typical marketing. Yeah. Your job is to communicate to people why they should buy this product. Right. Right. And, and again, my point here is not anything to do with Bud Light. It's just how woke DEI garbage has infected the American economy. Okay, now, so, so she's, she's clearly established she has a job to do, right? Now, now watch her explanation on it. Here comes the epiphany. <clears throat> I had this super clear mandate. It's like we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. Okay, so do your job. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in... Okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? Okay, pause. What what does it mean? What does it mean to evolve and elevate? What does it mean to do your job as the VP of communication? It means to increase the stock price. <laughs> right? Okay, now it means for her inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. Okay, stop. She said it means inclusivity and shifting the tone. First of all, stop. How any Corporate entity in this country is hiring these morons coming out of Marxist schools is mind-blowing, right? I mean, like, just astonishing to me that businesses in this country will hire these people. I mean, honestly, if you want to have a successful business, go find a conservative, like, um, you know, Midwest student who's graduating with Christian Judaic values, who believes in honesty, hard work. (laughs) You are going to benefit greatly from having those types of people in your business. This is hot garbage, right? And this is the type of thinking that's lost them $4 billion in shareholder value. We've seen this all over the, all over the world, really, but it's getting this, this, this mind virus is getting really, really bad. Okay, so she said, this is my job, and what, it ne- what needs to happen is how you make the company better is inclusivity, and this is the meaning of evolution. It gets even worse. Keep, keep rolling. having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is it sort of the heart of evolution okay stop representation is the heart of evolution this is this is the mind virus right 
This is where this woke garbage has infected the minds of students in colleges and universities all over this country and really the world. But America's got a real problem with this right now. So instead of, instead of practicing good business techniques, good procedures, uh, you know, tried and true methods to grow and market, she thinks that the key to evolution, right? Another word is progress, right? This is why we call them progressives. It's, we don't say that in a positive light. These people are insane. They think that inclusivity and this woke ideology is the key to, quote unquote, evolving, right? This is why they lost $4 billion in shareholder value. Okay, and then let her finish. This is just hard to watch. Left you in the work, and we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of bratty. Oh, the patriarchy. (laughs) Okay, we're going to stop it there. She has to stick that in there, right? It's, it's literally like straight communist propaganda. It's like they spoon-feed them the same propaganda at every liberal school in the whole country. It's like, okay, talk about, talk about whatever the agenda item today is. It's the trans issue. It's, it's all Marxism behind it, right? And then she tops it off with, you know, it's about defeating the, the frat boy mentality, down with the patriarchy. Dude, I mean, honestly, if you, if you were in charge of Anheuser-Busch, right, the, the company that owns, like, all of these. And she said they're hurting. I'm like, okay. They hurting. have, like, 50 subsidiaries yeah. under them. I mean, if you If you are running this business, right, this person right here immediately fired. Immediately. Like, you're done. Your brain doesn't work. I'm surprised she hasn't been. I mean, there's got to be uh, a ton of shareholders who are looking at the CEO and those above <clears> her that are just like, what were you guys thinking? Because they didn't gain... You know, for um, hypothetically, for however many people that they gained to their company, you know, they lost like ten. Like people are people are upset. Of course, this. I mean, do they not know their demographic? I mean, yeah. like, do you know how many trailer parks will not be drinking Bud Light this year? Like, yeah. come on, guys. Well, like, and and we saw that uh, people are pulling them out of their restaurants. Country singers are pulling them out of their restaurants. I guarantee you won't see it at Bud Light at a NASCAR race. No, but I mean, this is, and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do another episode and we'll talk about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But this, it is a mind virus, and what it really is—they're using—they're using words and they're playing semantics. These are word games. What it really is is redistribution of wealth. And uh, when they talk about equity, and we we covered this on, on a previous show, they're not talking about equal opportunity. They're talking about equal outcome, no matter what you do, right? So instead of putting the best people for the job, the best candidate for the position, that's most going to advance your business goals and improve the American economy. We're choosing Marxism and putting people like this lady who obviously can't really think well, and she's in charge of like this multi-business, multi-billion dollar marketing effort. I, I just, and, and like I said, the point here is not Bud Light. I don't care about Bud Light. I don't drink it. It's garbage. But what the real issue is that these people with this mindless propaganda are going into the American economy and the bureaucracy that runs the country. We see this at the administrative level, right? I mean, this is, uh, the Biden administration had this same mentally ill guy, Mulvaney guy, at the White House as a TikTok star, right? I mean, um, or maybe it wasn't Dylan Mulvaney. I'm sorry. Was that a different guy? I don't know. All the transgender dudes tend to end up looking the same to me. It, it, my, my point is they're all doing the same thing, right? It's like their the DEI mentality and this woke ideology is getting into business. It's getting into government. And everywhere woke goes, it breaks everything. It ruins everything. Meanwhile, America's enemies are on the rise. I mean, it was just this year over Easter weekend. Um, 
we had, uh, you know, the White House talking about, I don't know, one of these trans issues. And literally, simultaneously, you have all this, you know, um, horrible news about China targeting Taiwan and the leak of U.S. intelligence, you know, classified information. And they're just like, oh, let's not, let's not talk about that. This is, by the way, going to segue right into our next topic on how woke ideology is really, really bad for America. And I mean everyone, Democrats included, right? It's rotten. It's going to destroy your country and your life. But um, let's move into the next section because this flows right into it. And um, this is uh, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. Well, go ahead, Brandon, read that next uh, segment there. Yeah, so Tennessee Governor Bill Lee introduced a budget amendment to fund uh, armed guards at every school. It says, on Thursday, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee put forward three provisions to keep schools safe, the first of which is a budget amendment to fund an armed guard at every public school in Tennessee. Lee said, quote, there is no excuse to not have a guard at every school, unquote. And he noted that the second provision is a grant fund to make it make a to make significant physical security upgrades at both public and non-public schools across the state. And he went on to further explain that the third provision would be an increase in funding for mental health resources and an increase in funding would mean not just one mental health liaison in every county, but that they would have multiple in many counties. And he went on to stress that a sound approach to school safety begins with the recognition that we cannot control evil, but we can do something about it. And that's the key right there, right? And how this ties into all the woke nonsense we're just talking about is, is the mindset. We cannot get, by and large, the Democrats to agree to this common sense measure, right? Because they still think that inanimate objects are the problem. That's, that's how bad the mind virus works. It breaks people's ability to critically think. They actually think that guns are killing people, not people. And, and we can go deeper there for a minute and say, well, why do they believe that? Well, that's because they've erased the notion of God. And, and you say, you know, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, let me, let me explain it to you. If you don't believe in God, you don't believe in a higher power. You don't believe in a, in a higher accountability. So the only thing that matters is here and now. We, we've talked about this before, right? <clears throat> to the secular humanist, nothing happens before you're born. Nothing happens after you die. The only thing that matters now is, is, the, is the conglomerate, right? It's, it's, it's communism at its core. You, you have to get rid of God. You know, it's, it's as Marx uh, would say, religion is the opium of the masses. And so when you get rid of that, you... you Without the existence of good, you don't have the existence of evil either. There's no such thing. You're just a product of your, of your uh, circumstances, right, of your environment. And so, and you hear this all the time. You know, you see it in education, academia. You see it, uh, by and large, in mainstream communications and media. They don't believe that evil exists. They don't believe people are evil. It's always somebody else's fault, right? We've seen the most idiotic things come out of secular humanist mouth, like, you know, blaming terrorists instead of the terrorists being evil, I remember reading an article where they said, well, Al-Qaeda's real problem was global warming, right? It's because the, the, you know, the, the carbon emissions were heating things up and they couldn't plant, so they needed to commit suicide. I mean, it's so stupid. It's hard to believe. But, but this is the type of thinking that the left has adopted. And so now it's trickled all the way down to this gun issue where they stand on the bodies of dead, innocent victims to propagate their agenda of disarming the American people. It's utterly disgusting. Biden did it again after the shooting this week, which um, we might cover next week, but there was another shooting and it involved a bank employee. It wasn't at school. It was like a workplace violent deal, right? Biden immediately seizes the opportunity or his um, puppet masters, whoever, whoever's animating his body told him you know, to say this. He gets up and he says, 
something about gun control and violence and Republicans not taking action. I mean, they're, it's disgusting how, how um, wicked they, they approach this issue with as if there's such a thing as gun violence, right? It's people. Yeah. And we, we've said this before. The amount of guns did not change drastically in the last six months in this country. In fact, guns have been around here for hundreds of years. Yeah, it hasn't changed in the last what, six years. What has changed, and this is inarguable, it's inarguable, what has changed in this country is the culture. It's the culture. We went from a nation that believed in right and wrong. We believed in God. We went to church on Sundays. We taught our children how to be good citizens, how to be a mom and a dad and raise strong families and, and be patriotic. All of that has changed because of the woke mind virus. And as a result, we're propagating mental illness. And the culture is getting more violent. Crime is on the rise. It's through the roof. I mean, we look at here in California. It's out of control. So it's not the guns or inanimate objects that have changed. It is the culture and the people. The same people, by the way, who say they don't believe in evil. So here, you know, Governor Bill Lee is trying to introduce this law. He can't get people on board because their minds are broken on the left. And let me just tell you what they're not, you know, what the left will not agree to here. And by the way, this should happen in every state in this country, everywhere. We, we have armed guards at banks, jewelry stores, uh, you know, restaurants, sports games, but, but we can't have them for our kids. You know, uh, okay, so he wants basically three things, right? He wants a budget to put an armed guard at every school to make significant physical and security upgrades. By the way, both public and non-public schools across the street and for mental health resources. Common sense. Who would disagree with that? It's, it's a phenomenal idea. Why we haven't done that, okay, and here's why. Is it sad that that has to be a consideration? Absolutely. Super sad. But everything the left is doing to our country is super sad. They're, they're destroying the core family. They're, they're um, melting our young children's minds in school with Marxism and immoral garbage. So they're producing a very evil society. That's, that's what's coming out of everything the left is doing. And as a result, people have to take measures to protect themselves. And it's, it's, it's sort of, it's weird that they, the Democrats cause all the problems. They cause the mental health issues, the illness, the, the crime, the immorality, which leads to decline in culture. And then simultaneously, they'll turn around and say, oh, well, I guess we have to disarm you then even though they're the ones causing the problem to begin with. It's very cyclical, and it totally serves their purpose. Their whole, as we've mentioned before, their Gramscian Marxist tactic of dividing everyone up, causing a problem where it doesn't exist. And, and let's just point out here, they are years ahead of us, by the way. The left has put a lot of years into destroying America. I mean, I was just looking at a book yesterday on, uh, um, I forget the guy's name. I'll, I'll find it for you guys later. It's a professor back in 1979. He was in England. He wrote a book on uh, Karl Marx and Christianity. But it was from a Marxist perspective trying to say why Christians should just embrace Karl Marx. You know, it's all cool. I just thumbed through a couple of the highlighted sections in the, in the book. And it was all about, um, you know, how evil religious Christians were and how Marx really wasn't a bad guy. And, and I'm thinking 1979, here he is targeting the very core of Western civilization, which they knew at that time, and it still is today, is the Christian Judaic values that America upholds. And all the way back in 1979, and I know it's way, way before that as well for everyone out there, but I'm just talking about this book. Here they are targeting, strategically targeting their enemies. And now fast forward, we're in the year 2023. All of their plants, all the seeds that they planted have grown and are now bearing fruit. And we're trying to play catch up. 
And, and we often say, right, this is why the culture war matters. See, Governor Newsom was in Florida this week, right? Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I don't think we're going to play it. We don't have the video, do we? No. His we kindergarten don't. clapping. <laughs> no. He's got this super weird video where he went to Florida and he's clapping. He's really awkward. Um, but he's received a lot of criticism online because he just kind of looked like an idiot. And he went out there and he critiqued um, DeSantis in Florida. And he said something to the effect of, oh, he should spend more time governing and less time in the culture war. And I thought, how interesting that he said that. Because all the left does is culture war. Yeah. They govern horribly. Yeah. Horribly. Newsom doesn't know what he's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked the guy even graduated from any type of school. Like, he, all he does is culture war because they know that's the key to changing America. And so what he's trying to tell DeSantis is, hey, dude, you're, you're catching on. Like, stop, stop messing with the culture war. We're winning in that area. No, we need to do the exact opposite. Is elected leaders all across this country need to engage full on in the culture war. Refuse to let the left define our terms. Love is not love according to the left. They're psychopaths. Love, you cannot love someone and simultaneously injure them by your actions. The trans movement, it's not loving to openly encourage mental illness that leads to human suffering. That's a lie. And that is clearly displayed. We have story after, for every single story of a recent shooting, we have a story to match about a transgender person who was worshipped in the, in the media world and then ended up committing suicide or... Uh, like we covered Ollie London, who went through all of these surgeries and transitioned and now is transitioning back. And, and is a huge advocate yeah, for and telling, sure people and telling do not do that. And telling his story, right, about how much he suffered and how terrible it is to, to, to be a young person and lose your, your genitals, you know, to make decisions that affect you the rest of your life. No, we need to engage in the culture war full on. And um, main to this segment here, we absolutely need to protect children. Every school should have an armed guard. Just, you know, for, for those of you listening, if you don't know, you know, I spent many years in government and public service, many of those in the military and many in law enforcement. And one of my last positions, uh, one of them, was uh, I was a special agent with the Diplomatic Security Service. And amongst many things, and I've talked about this before, we, we, we ran security programs, right? And overseas, we would, uh, you know, protect schools where American citizens were attending. And, and the, my, my point is, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. We know how to protect people. We know how to keep facilities safe. We know how to run security programs at large facilities, government and civilian alike. And none of that, I'm telling you right now, from my personal experience, none of those security operational programs are being implemented at schools. Some of them are. They're suggested uh, some of them are, I mean, not from the overseas stuff, like I said, but some of them from a domestic perspective. But you don't have to come in and rethink this. All they need to do is get some of us who've been protecting people our whole lives, uh, who have served our country, and let us protect children. And uh, there's an easy way to do it. It's just the budget. The budget. You'd have to, you know. Well, actually, I mean, <clears throat> I, I just got the numbers. I'm reading a tweet. First, I want to clarify something real quick. This, according to government, Governor Bill Lee's tweet, this is a bipartisan action. So it looks like in Tennessee, in Tennessee, it looks awesome. like uh, Democrats are on board. But it's all of this: the armed, the armed guards, the physical security upgrades, mental health, two hundred million dollars. This country spends two hundred million dollars on a lot worse things. It's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. It can be done. Well, you'd have to take money away from, you know, in free condoms for teenagers and 
trans porn books for little kids in elementary school. I mean, that's the kind of garbage they're spending. Remember we covered New York State spent $286,000 on transgender strip shows for school kids? The State Department spent just as much for uh, transgender strip shows in in Ecuador. In Ecuador, in a foreign country. So now we're trying to take our communism and influence Ah, other countries. Dude. It's hard, it's hard to watch the devolution of the United States in the name of progressive Marxism. It's really hard. And then they don't, they don't even hide it anymore. You know, they openly state these things. They're open about their animosity. They violently attack anyone who defends their country, who's patriotic, who's American. I mean, it's absolutely insane to watch this happen. Well, Newsom's comment, like you said, about uh, DeSantis focusing on the culture war, that's all that's all Newsom where the left does. We saw it in the Bud Light story. I the the reality is is that, that Newsom knows that the left needs to own the culture war and he wants Absolutely DeSantis. Because a lot of Republicans we I mean, we see it here in California all the time with the C A G O P it's like, Oh, don't want to touch the culture war. Well, that's why we're losing. <clears throat> so Maybe yeah. we should pay a little bit more attention to the culture. Well, I mean, here's here's some free advice, right? Here's some free advice from one subject matter expert to anyone listening that's involved with the school. You don't start with just – it's not just about putting uh, some random mall cop with a gun, right? You need professionals. You need people that understand what they're doing. And what's your real purpose there? Um, so it starts with, you know, these concentric circles. That's how we look at it in the security world. It's like, well, first of all, let's look at access control. Why is a person able to just waltz onto a school campus and start shooting people, number one, right? What kind of um, detection systems and cameras? Do you have somebody monitoring them that actually knows what to do? And then you have communication issues, right? Uh, Communication with first responders. Who is it that responds? Do you have a school resource officer on staff? Do you you have a security guard maybe? How does he uh, find out that there's an incident and where they are on campus? How do you track them? So communication is very important to when a critical incident is happening. And... Three, and the, perhaps the biggest thing that I, I think we take a unique approach on is the time gap. If you look at all the data from violent incidents, the, the, the one thing that mitigates more death is the amount of time between first bang when bad guy, evil person comes on to start shooting to when that person is killed or stopped, right? That time right there, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, more often than not determines how many people are injured. So the, the more you shrink that gap, the less people are hurt. And if you can shrink that gap to zero by having on-site immediate response, um, that's, that's, that's our goal, right? So what we need to have is not just uh, another you know, security guard posted up. You, know, you literally need to have QRF, to borrow a military term, right? It's a quick reaction force. You need to have hunter-killer teams. You have people that are re- trained and able to root out very evil people and defend them. It's, it's the classic sheepdog against the wolf story, right? And we have plenty of those people in America because there's plenty of people that aren't Democrats that love America still. Police officers, military service members, tons of public servants who love their country and love little children who want to protect them, and we can put them to use. Veterans as well coming back who have no problem running into gunfire to save other people who willingly risk their own lives to save others. That happens every day. Do you know how many calls for service there are in Southern California? How many times 911 is dialed? I mean, I don't have that data on me, but it's, it's, it's more than you think probably. The amount of times uh, police officers, for example, are running into gunfire or going through a door where there might be somebody with a gun on the other side is astronomical. There's a real deep ungratefulness with the left's ideology in this country that doesn't appreciate the safety and security that we do have, right? And just, just to be clear, so, so you understand, right? 
if I were to ask you right now, how many, how many, um, how many people have died due to school shootings? You know, let's say this year, just, I'm going to throw that out there for, for all of you listening. How many people do you think it is? Uh, most people, when I ask them in person, come up with a, with a high number, right? Well, here, here's the truth on schools. I'm not talking about workplace, workplace violence or other incidents, but just schools. There's been 175 people killed since 1999. From 1999 to 2023, 175 people have been killed. Now, one person is tragic and horrible, but that number is a lot lower than a lot of people imagine based on what you see in the news. And, and I got to say, we as human beings are intaking mass amounts of information, right, in this, this current culture that we live in. And, and we just were not designed to, to live that way. Like, honestly, it's, of course it's sad when something happens, you know, across the country. If you live in California and something happens in Maine, that is very sad. But does it directly affect you in California? No, it doesn't. Do you know how many people die every day from car accidents? Just pick a city. Like, death is a part of life. It's horrible and it's tragic. But what the mainstream media has done, especially on the left, is they're able to reach out across the entire nation and cherry-pick stories from a country of over 400 million people, and they weave together a narrative. They take the fringe and make it look like a massive problem to propagate their political Marxist agenda, and they're very good at it. Haven't you noticed how there are certain stories that pop up during election time that are all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, we have an epidemic with this particular issue, and then all of a sudden it just goes away like it never even happened. It's because they're choosing not to show you it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. We, sh- we should have um, armed guards in school, though, and I'll, I'll end it with that, that segment at least. Just real quick, just because you mentioned it. Uh, yeah. se- uh, around 78,000 calls per day to 911 in California. 78,000 yeah. per day. Yeah, roughly. 28 million calls in 2016. So it comes out to about 78,000 calls per day. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of anybody who complains about law enforcement or whatever to uh, put on a uniform and go out there and give it a try. Start handling some calls, domestic violence, rapes, murders, uh, probably the most horrible things you could possibly imagine on a daily basis. And then uh, come back and tell me what you think about it. All right. Yeah, so next we have uh, uh, Ted Cruz on how he thinks Mayorkas is doing about his job or oh, man. This what is he rough. thinks about his job. So we got a clip that we're going to play that kind of Mayorkas sets just, the scene. Mayorkas, you know, gets absolutely destroyed here. And we're going to show Ted Cruz's clip, right? There is another one of Senator Hawley that we don't have. Yeah, this is Ted Cruz. I would encourage you guys to Google the Senator Hawley one after. Um, but this is Ted Cruz talking to him about wristbands. Um, Down at the border on migrants. Right. So Mallorca's right is in charge of um, Border Patrol, Department of Homeland Security, and uh, he's done an absolutely terrible job, right? He has terrible, terrible morale, probably one of the worst in the agency's existence um, because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just implementing this woke ideology, right? He's a mind virus. He, he went in there to implement political agendas and totally, like, disregards his Border Patrol agents and employees and has significantly worsened the crisis on the border and endangered American lives. Watch the clip, and then I'm going to give my opinion on it. Yep. 
I don't know what they are. You Senator. don't know what they are. Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job. And if you had integrity, you would resign. <clears throat> and I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis, it's a disgrace, and you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. <laughs> okay. So, so, senator, that was uh, so you can, if you want to, you know, watch the rest of that interview, you can. But if, uh, again, if you're not watching on YouTube, that's Ted Cruz is has a billboard behind him and has a picture of all these different colored wristbands. And what these wristbands are is the cartels, they put wristbands on, on people that they're, you know, trafficking across the yeah. border. And the different colors mean different things based on how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. So a lot of the, uh, most of the young boys, you know, they come across, they have these colored wristbands on. By the way, everyone knows this. That's why Ted Cruz is so upset with Mayorkas because he's supposed to be, you know, the commander in chief of this whole deal. And he has no idea what those wristbands are. Like if you watch the, the or he's rest, lying, I think he, he, he knows or exactly he's lying. what yeah. they are. <laughs> but I mean, even, even the, the newscaster there on the following segment is like, even I know what they are. I've been to the border, you know, five times this year. Yeah. And um, so these young men come up into the United States and they have to, they're still working for the cartels. They have to work off the debt that they owe the human traffickers that Mayorkas through the border crisis is allowing to occur. So they are participants in the human trafficking and worse when, um, Ted Cruz refers to, you know, allowing rapes. He's, he's not, he's not um, joking. I mean, he's, he's dead serious. Some of those colored wristbands go to young girls who are then sold specifically into sex trade. And they're brought for that reason and trafficked. And, and he goes on to, to kind of go back and forth. Mallorca has no idea what he's talking about, clearly. Each issue, issue that they ask him about, he's just like, like blank stare or doesn't have a sufficient answer. Or, like you said, he's lying and refuses to answer. He's obviously being told to implement this woke agenda, right, of eliminating the U.S. border and allowing as many people to flow in as possible because the Democrats capitalize on people coming in. They lie to them. They marginalize them. They continue their Marxist class division, and they divide them, and they, they capture those votes. That's a huge reason behind that. The, the whole, like, oh, we, humanitarian, it, it's all a lie. I saw a great uh, clip earlier this week of a guy, uh, there was a big protest in D.C. for migrants and refugees, right? And there's all these, like, you know, uh, purple-haired, woke uh, people marching through the street on the left about, oh, how much they love migrants. And this guy has a clipboard, and he's walking around to each, you know, lefty that he sees, and he goes, oh, I have a list here. Can I, can I put you on the list to uh, house a refugee at your home? I mean, I'm not kidding, dude. In the clip, he asked at least 20 people, and every single one is like, "Oh, no, I, 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 you know, I, I would if I had room, but can't I don't. do that." No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So there's a clear political agenda behind what they're doing, and it's pretty disgusting. And here's here's where I'm gonna chime in from uh, on um, you know, sort of a uh, professional perspective here. The border has really little to do with immigration, which is what the news always wants you to focus on, right? And it has everything to do with national security. Um, and you'd have to be pretty mentally unstable to not see this. It's not, this is how adults think, okay, for, for, my, for my lefties listening out there. Having a secure border is extremely important. It's not just wonderful, 
beautiful people just looking to move across the border. You have terrorist threats. You have serious criminal threats. The world's most dangerous cartels operating just five minutes across that southern border. And you have a serious, very real intelligence threat. And I cannot even imagine, since this this current administration has taken over, the amount of foreign intelligence operatives that have most likely entered this country due to the extreme willful negligence of this administration is, is probably beyond what we can count at this point. When I was involved in that area of work, I was... Uh, you know, investigating that kind of stuff. We tracked people. We knew that foreign intelligence operatives came across the border, uh, you know, a lot from Russia, from China, from Latin American countries, a lot from Iran, believe it or not, from the IRGC would use the southern uh, border as an entry point because it was so easy. Now, that was easy when we were like, you know, we had our guys back. Now, imagine this administration. In the interview with Senator Hawley, which is, which is later in this same, you know, interaction here, Senator Hawley asked Majorca about an app it's an app for your phone, okay, like on your iPhone. There's an app that lets you, as a foreign national, schedule an appointment at the border, and they let you in with no interview, no questions asked, and they're just let into the United States. So, you know, I'm sure whether you're on whatever side of the aisle, okay, it's undeniable. You've seen these, like, mass caravans of people coming to the border. So what Mallorcas did was, like, well, let's just make it easier for them to come in. But without asking any questions, without investigating anything on these people, there is no way of determining who is uh, a threat to the United States or not, right? And this is where they love to to confuse people, and they say, well, oh, if you dare question me, you're just a you're just a racist. And, you know, it's like, okay, this has nothing to do with immigration or obviously the families who are trying to immigrate. That's not what we're talking about, okay? But we're adults here, and we understand that the world is a dangerous place. And there's a lot of people that hate our country and want to do us harm. Not having a door on your house doesn't make you racist. It makes you love your own family. You want to protect them, right? Otherwise, I would assume that every Democrat in the country would take the locks off their doors. Why do you need doors? Should have open open door policy, right? You made an interesting point about it, it not being about people coming over and it's more about the criminals, et cetera. I have a family friend whose uh, family business relies on H2B visa workers, which are non-agricultural temporary workers. You come up, you work. When the season's over, you go home. Right. Every year they have trouble getting enough H2B visas because the Democrats won't issue more of them. Not the Republicans, the Democrats who control, well, up until recently controlled the House and the Senate, won't release the adequate number of HGB visas so people can come up and work legally and then go home. It's just, it's sad. It's a fight that they go through every year. So. Well, because they don't want the people who are following the rules and, you know, legally immigrating here. And it, by the way, some of the biggest proponents of securing the border are legal immigrants, right? Yeah. La- Latinos themselves who are escaping the very ideology that the left is pushing in this country. They're, they're not coming here because, uh, you know, their countries are so great. Yeah. They're, they're, they're escaping horrible political decisions that have destroyed these nations. Oh, it's so, so sad to go back to some of the guys. I've, I've met some of the guys that come up and work for them, and uh, a lot of them are from Mexico City and, and other places around that area. And when I was talking to them, they talk about, you know, for the six months that they're up here, they're working – but when they go home, they're auto mechanics and they own shops. But while they're gone up here working in the United States, they have to send money back to the cartel. 
Otherwise, they're going to, you know, firebomb their their auto shops. They're going to destroy their properties, et cetera. So that's the type of situation that they're leaving. Yeah, it's really sad, actually. It's very, very sad that the left is incapable of learning from what's going on very close to us in other countries, right? That their same leftist insanity has destroyed these these cultures in these countries and plummeted them into third world status. And that they're just like, yeah, let's do it here. It'll work here. It'll be perfect. No problem. Very, very sad. Um, I think on, on our end, right, you can have compassion for people and uh, for refugees and try to help them, but you cannot love people without being truthful with them. Yeah. And destroying national security and not having a border and hurting people by your stupid decisions is not very loving. There has to be a balance there, and it is hard, and that's why... Not anyone should be a senator or a congressman or the president of the United States, right? We need to put capable uh, people with something the left, they don't know what this word means, but it's called discernment. It's the ability to divide right from wrong. And I hate to break it to you lefties, but wisdom comes from the fear of God. And I would be amiss to not bring that up here at Defining Truth. There is one source of truth, and that is the word of God. And America used to believe in that, and it did us very well. We were extremely blessed we became the most benevolent, wealthiest country to have ever existed in the shortest amount of time. We defeated all of the evils that the rest of the world had, like slavery, in the shortest amount of time of any other country. You know, the left would have you believe that we, like, invented it, right? When slavery was a extremely common, prevalent practice throughout the entire globe, going around thousands, going back thousands and thousands of years. It didn't last too long in America, though. We ended it because of Christian Judaic values, people that believed in the value of a human being because they were created equal under God. Those people went by the hundreds of thousands and died for the freedom of our brothers and sisters. And we still believe that today. So for any lunatic out there on your Marxist left side, um, we reject classification division. We reject racism. We believe that all people are created equal, but what you do matters. What you think and how you behave matters. I don't care about the color of your skin. Never have. We weren't even raised that way until recent times when Democrats went full Marxist and started making everything racist again, dividing us, causing violent uh, uproars across the country. And it's gotten physical now, as we've talked about today on the show, last week with uh, Charlie Kirk and, and this week with Riley Gaines. The left has uh, become physically violent because they believe all this political propaganda. They actually take it to heart like it's true, this Marxist garbage. And uh, now we, uh, we have to take security measures. Very sad that we've come to this. But I'll end it on a note of hope. There is hope because I believe that people can change. I do. And I think that uh, we will fight to define truth and clarify when the Marxists lie about literally everything in our country, we'll keep hitting people with the truth. And by the way, I would just call to action to anybody listening. It's, uh, it's about time to, to get up off the couch and get involved. If you're listening and you live in America, you need to look into running for something this coming election cycle. I don't care what it is. City council, uh, you know, school board, county board of supervisors, run for Congress. I don't know. You need to run for something. Because if there's one thing the left does is they, they, they activate, right? They activate and they deploy these crazies out into every aspect of, of our society. And they, it's kind of like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. 
right? Don't expect anything to change if you're just kicking back on your couch listening to podcasts. By all means, listen to the podcast and, you know, intake good information to counter the lies. But then you have to do something with it. You have to put it into action. America as a republic has to be fought for. It has to be preserved. And we are not a nation with a king. The people are the king, which is you. And there's nobody coming to save you. So you got to get involved, run for something, and make a difference. And as we've seen, you know, we, we've covered extensively here um, the school board members at Temecula Valley Unified School District in Southern California, how they got tired of the sexual abuse of their children, and they decided to run, and they did, and they won, and they flipped it. And even in the vile commie California, they were able to remove super racist garbage like CRT from a school curriculum. It's powerful. Imagine if every conservative, I'll I'll even go deeper. Imagine if every Christian put their money where their mouth was and actually lived the values that they claimed to believe, and they lived them out in a civic way. See, the world has lied to Christians and told them, oh, you can't be political. There's There's no such thing. Politics is just you living out what your beliefs are, and you live in a free country. You don't live in the Roman Empire. There is no Caesar. You are Caesar. You don't live in North Korea where Christians go to prison. You live in a republic where you choose who your leaders are and what they do. So what excuse will you have? One day, we're all going to stand before God, and he's gonna, we're going to give an account for what we've done. And I think Americans need to start thinking about that. Get involved. Get involved. Run for something. And keep listening to Defining Truth. We appreciate your support. I think that's all we have for today, guys. Till next week. Till next week.